back to Change Ed. I am your number one rated podcast host, Andrew Kuhn, an education consultant from Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. Here with me today is... And always. I'm always here now, right? Yeah, it's like a... It's like a what? It's like a attached item that doesn't go away. Wow. Wow. That's hurtful. Um, <laughs> I am Patrice Semichek out of the Montgomery County Intermediate Unit, and I am also an educational consultant. And we have here with us today a very special guest. We are super excited to have Kendi Schiffert from Berks County IU here with us. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And what is your job title? What do you do? I'm sure there are a lot of things, but what do you do at Berks County? Program administrator is my official title. And I do um, STEM, STEM stuff mainly, math, CS, environmental ed stuff, run our lending library. And I'm sure there's more, but those are the main the main thing, student competitions and all of our STEM mm. student competitions. I really like that you have administrator in your title. I kind of add that in. I know. Education. What are you going to be the administrator. administrator of? Administrator of educational consulting. I feel like you're going to have to have some higher up conversations there. I don't think that's just <laughs> something you can add you to can your title. Add administrator in your you can't title. just add that to your title now. Okay. Well, Kenny, thank you for being on the show. We're super excited to have you. And we are focusing this month, our conversations on agape, which it means love and focusing on the love of teaching. So in that vein, we would love for you to share with us, how did you get into education? Was this something that you knew you wanted to do from the onset? Something that you, you know, found your own journey and path? How did you get to where you are now? So... Two, it was kind of two paths that led me to education. The first one, I did not want to be a teacher because growing up, my mom had this lovely phrase that she used to say that those that can do and those who can't teach. Mm, I've heard that one. So I grew up very much um, with that in the back of my head. And I wanted to be a vet, a veterinarian. And when I was in middle school, because I've I've always loved animals and um, I'm a very empathetic person. Um, In middle school, I went and I, um, job shadowed a vet for two days and learn within the first hour that I don't want to be a vet. <laughs> Good thing I did a job shadow. I um I love animals too much to cut them open and do surgery, and that's kind of what they threw me in on. Mm-hmm. And this was in the '90s, like the mid to late '90s, before jobs about or like we learned about job pathways, career pathways. So mm-hmm. I thought the only way to work with animals was to be a vet. And I didn't know that you could be like a vet tech mm. or a veterinary nurse or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So then the only other career that I had really been exposed to was teachers. Mm. And so after that experience, and when I was in high school, we got to do like job placements. Mm -hmm. So I shadowed, I wanted to be a math teacher. So I shadowed our math teacher and realized that I don't like high schoolers. And so then I shadowed a kindergarten teacher and learned that I really did like elementary age. So then I went to school to be a teacher. But I think that what really drew me to that profession is the school was always like my safe place. 
Mm. Um, my parents were both addicts mm. and I grew up in a very poor family. There was a lot of abuse and a lot of, um, like it just wasn't safe. Yeah. So school was my safe place. And my teachers, I think always saw that like, um, I was that kid that needed the love and needed that extra attention. And they gave that to me. Nice. So I think that, um, once I knew I didn't want to help animals, like I do want to help animals. I love animals still to this day. But when I knew I didn't want to be a vet, I became a teacher instead. And Loved, loved it. That's for a, 15 years. That's wow. a good story. Thanks yeah. for being so open about oh, that. Oh, yeah. I'm not shy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what, I, what I heard you say was that you love animals and you didn't want to hurt them. You don't love high schoolers. You want to hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> so you ended up at elementary wow. school. I don't think that's the takeaway. <laughs> no. Go with, no. I'm just scared of them mainly. Yeah. She didn't yeah. say she wanted to hurt them. She just didn't enjoy being around oh, them. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was just, I think I'm having a little bit of mic issues. <laughs> One of the things that's really interesting about that is that, so in my, my own journey, I am actually a fourth generation educator. So it's kind of the family business. And I ended up going into elementary was what I focused on. Uh, interestingly enough, I've actually never taught elementary, but very similar to you, I knew that high school wasn't it, especially in my early twenties. I was like, we're just too close, right? Like it's more like a couple of years older than them. I need, you know, a little more distance. And so I actually ended up in the middle school world, which, uh, for all of our middle school listeners, they're a very special group, oh, yeah. have a, a special temperament and style yeah. and, and, and love. And, you know, we, we appreciate all that they do. You have to be really secure in yourself to teach middle <laughs> yes, school. Yes, you do. Yes, you <laughs> really do. just have good self-awareness. That's right. I do have good self-awareness. Don't I, Patrice? Mm-hmm. It's a little too good most days. <laughs> it's a little too good. You know, I'm really curious from your perspective, from your lens, there's so many things that we we see in, in education and that we're a part of and that we get to be a part of helping working at the IU. But what's something that you're very excited about and that you're passionate about when it, when it comes to your work and, and, you know, it gets you up, it gets you going, it gets you excited to go to work every day? When I was teaching, I thought that because I was a teacher, that I would also be like a really great parent. Mm. And I thought that those skills would transfer. And one thing that I learned upon becoming a mother was that I was lacking a lot of social emotional skills Mm. that I didn't realize I was lacking. Um, And so when my daughter was three or four, she was referred to a behavioral specialist because she didn't have the appropriate social emotional skills. And she was at risk of getting kicked out of her daycare. Um, And I took her to this therapist and they were like, Kendra's fine. It's you. Ooh. And I was like, and so they taught me how to emotion coach because I like when she would get upset and I know, I know now that I did the same things to my elementary kiddos. When she would get upset, I was very much like the ignore, like mm-hmm. we're not going to cry about this. This isn't a, something we cry about. Like your sippy cup, not going to cry about that. Yeah. That's not helpful though. Right. And so as I learned to be a better parent and I re- like, I'm very much a learner. So when when someone says to me, you know, you are not meeting your child's emotional skills. I was like reading every book I could about right. how to emotion coach, how to help your child become healthy mentally and emotionally. And so I saw that translate into my classroom then. Mm-hmm. And I was taking this back. So I did three years of kindergarten and then I was a fourth grade teacher. It's a big difference. 
Oh yeah. Well, my first year I was in high school. <laughs> I was a contracted sub for one year at William Allen High School in Allentown. And I grew up in like Lidditz, which mm. is like this little small town in Lancaster County. Um, so it was like a shock. But then I went from ninth grade to kindergarten and then kindergarten to fourth grade. And fourth grade was my sweet spot because they got my humor. But as I developed as a person, a whole person and a mother, yeah. my teaching got better because I was starting to teach my fourth graders about um, how to handle their emotions and how to become, I was really starting to focus in on the whole child, right? Yeah. And I used to, as I was reading things, I would teach them to my fourth graders. So like if I learned about, um, how to calm yourself when you're in the red zone and what that feels like in your body and what you can do about it. I would teach that to my fourth graders along with my child. And I would post on class dojo to the parents about it too. I'd find a fun graphic and I'd be like, say I call the kids about what red zone feels like versus the blue zone and what they can do to get them out. And so I really developed a passion for SEL mm. and finding ways to integrate that into what we already do in the classroom. So I would find ways to integrate SEL into computer science. And I'd find ways to integrate SEL into math. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm really into. And what I'm really passionate about is developing like the whole child. And so in my role at the IU, when I left the classroom and came to the IU system, I came in to support SEL and STEM. And so I'm really into like helping teachers see how can I teach the whole child, but do it within the confines of what I know we all have to do every day. Mm -hmm. Like how can I do it in computer science? How can I do it in math? So that's like what I'm really excited about and what I love helping teachers be able to do that um, because I see I've seen the impact of it on instruction and I've seen the impact of that on my students. Mm -hmm. When I was teaching them, I saw like I had like, for example, and I'm not going to say names, but like I had this one little girl who was a perfectionist and her brother was gifted and the family held her to such a high standard that she could make no mistakes. And so when she would get a test, we would have like a four, three, two, one scale and I'd have them self-reflecting. And at the end of the unit, the beginning of the unit, look at your growth. Mm -hmm. You grew from a two in this skill to a three in this skill and you met the standard. That's amazing. And she would say like, oh, but I'm not a four. And it's like, well, but you grew. Look at this growth. And then I did a book study on the gift of failure, mm -hmm. which is, um, oh, I forget the author of the book, but it's so good. And I was reading it for me and my daughter, but I also did, I, I used to say to the parents, like, I have this stack of books. Does anybody want to read one with me? And we would read it and then get together and talk about it. Oh, fun. And so that mom read The Gift of Failure. And so all of the talking that I was doing to the kids about focusing on growth and being okay with not being perfect and, you know, that kind of stuff, the mom was on board with. And then yes. so the next time that little girl got a three, she was like, but I grew. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, you grew. And it was like the best moment. I still remember it. Um, and I think that that really helped her for the rest of her school experience, mm -hmm. which is like amazing Huge. to me. And I wanted every teacher to be able to do that. And I was the STEM. I was I taught math and science. That was my job. And but I taught those life things. And so I was like, I want every teacher to be able to do this. And I want every teacher to feel empowered to be able to do this, too, which is why I left the classroom and, and came to the IUs. And that's what really so gets me going. I love that. I love that you took something that some some people could have taken so personally and been really offended and just shut down Oh yeah, and turned it into something so magnificent and beautiful. It's like you definitely changed that little girl's life, if not more of those kids in your classroom. Yeah. So Thank that's you. pretty impactful. Well, no, I definitely had that moment of like, that's 
crap. Of know? course, yeah. Her. Who wouldn't? I do this for a living, you know. But then, like, but you didn't sit in it. Like I, you chose to do something. Yeah, with it. and I yeah. mean, knowing my background and reflecting on how I was raised mm-hmm. and and what I went through, it made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm very logical in that way. So I was kind of like, yeah, all right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. Candy, I thoroughly enjoy working with you. You're an, an amazing professional and you're so committed to your craft and what you do. And while I was listening to you talk, I was thinking about a, a conversation that Patrice and I had offline before we started recording, which was how this podcast is like such a gift back to us because we get to sit down and talk to people and have these meaningful conversations and learn things about each other that, you know, we've worked together for yeah. years and we didn't have these conversations. And I, I was I was feeling that in this moment, thinking that all these things you were talking about, how how valuable this community was to you mm-hmm. and your experience, how you freely share resources and share things with other educators, how you build community wherever you go, um, and all, all these things that make you you. But then to hear the backstory of like how this all is connected. And one of the things that I really appreciate is how you connect things, right? Like you're not like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this here at school. But when I go home, nobody has any idea what that's like. You found the pathway and continue to find pathways and like, how can we make these connections? Right. So like, I think your words were, we're raising up the whole person. It's not just, you know, uh, we're not siloing things, which is a big thing that we talk a lot about in education, right? Siloing versus integration. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in in an almost poetic sense, uh, again, talking to you now in this way, I'm seeing how you've kind of integrated everything into your life. And you're not just one way when you're an educator and a different way when you're a parent and a different way when you're a spouse. Yeah. You try to be that person in all ways. And how can, you know, what I learned over here, how can it help me here? Um, So I think you're... uh, a model holistic learner individual yourself, but also then modeling it forward. Thank you. And I think that it's also, I call it double dipping and it's like my way of justifying, I guess. Like I was, I I don't know, like if I'm going to take the time to read a text, uh, you know, let's, how can I double dip that? You know what I mean? What else can that help me with? Work smarter, not harder. I guess. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Do one project and get two different grades for it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, Kenny, we loved having you on the show. Really thank you. thank you for taking time out of, of life to be on the show with us and share your love, but also your story of, of how you get in, uh, got into education. So thank you for not choosing animals and thank you for not choosing high schoolers. <laughs> thank you for having me. Right. Not hurt, hurt, not hurt, not hurt altogether. Yeah. You don't want to hurt anything. Nothing. Anymore. She doesn't want to hurt anything. Right. No, I don't know. I don't know why you, <laughs> that's not what she said. Okay. Well, thank you uh, for coming on the show. And um, we are so happy to have a fan favorite already for the Change It podcast. So thanks for being here, Kitty. Thank you.